it's Erica. And it's Liana, and this is the Night Guys Podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff, supernatural, extraterrestrial, cryptid, culty, true crime, drink it alone mm-hmm, tonight, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Erica's mean. I am. Oh, and my window is open, so I'm sorry, guys, if there's weird noises like cars. It's too hot in my room. It's stuffy. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Forgive me. It's not hot there, right? It's cooler. Tonight it's not. It wasn't. Did, like, <sighs> daytime it was hot and did not feel good. It needs to stop. Over it. No more <laughs> high hole. 90s, please. In the It's not good for me. When we were kids, October meant it was cold. Like, you wore sweaters and sometimes you had to wear a heavy jacket. Yeah, like... Many a Halloween was ruined by rain and cold weather. And, like, <laughs> going out for Halloween... To the bars, too. It was like, mm-hmm. can't wear this costume. Freaking cold. I need to obviously drink more. <laughs> <laughs> so that I can wear this costume. And so I did. And so I was warm. <laughs> <laughs> Some might say too hot. Oh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Would they say that, though? They did. Mm. My picture still hangs up upon it. The wall in the bar for Halloween. Belvedere? Mm-hmm. It's there. It is there. It was the smallest outfit I have ever worn for a Halloween. It was teeny tiny. I thought I was going to get indecent exposure because a cop flagged me over when I was walking. Thought you were a hooker? No, but I thought I was going to get in trouble. And he was like, can I take a picture with you? I was like, well, what were you? Uh, a, A devil. I was our Lord and Savior. Lucifer. <laughs> Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, yes. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> drove off in my, in my Lambo. <laughs> mm-hmm. I seriously thought I was going to get in trouble. I was like, damn it. What's this mean? Do I pay like a fine? <laughs> there are no children around me. I'm not in trouble. Yeah, I'm leave me alone. It's Halloween. <laughs> damn it. I'm sure they're just like, whatever goes, as long as we don't see your actual bits. Mm-hmm. That I had covered. <laughs> <laughs> I love Halloween so much. Well, speaking of Halloween, can I share my news? Yes, I'll allow it. This is a story about a great pumpkin in a way off. Oh. Giant pumpkins. Yay, yay, oh yay. So it says, being cooped up at home due to the pandemic paid handsomely for a Minnesota horticulture teacher who used the extra time to constantly water and feed a massive pumpkin that recently won this year's Half Moon Bay Pumpkin Contest in California. Ooh, nearby. Yeah, but they came from Minnesota. Can I go see it? (laughs) Can I go hug it? Uh, I don't know. I want to hug it. I would like to. It's so lumpy. I like him. So... Travis Ginger of Anoka, Minnesota, spent a lot of his free time in the pumpkin patch in his backyard, watering his plants up to 10 times a day and feeding and fertilizing them at least twice each day. What? I mean, you're not going anywhere, so why not? Can't, wow, how is he not overwatering it? He knows what he's doing. I, I have. I, That's I, wild. He's a, he's a horticulture teacher, so I'm assuming he probably knows it's a little weird, more than us. Weird drip <laughs> system in place. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Um, he, Ginger, who's 40, then drove his gargantuan gourd for 35 <laughs> what hours. now? <laughs> gargantuan gourd. You know what I immediately saw? Oh, Do you no. remember the South Park episode where all the, like, Randy has the really big balls? 
and he like bounces around yes. on him. That's what I'm imagining <laughs> when this guy in the pumpkin he's bouncing on it over here. He made the long he... journey. He did actually. That's how he got here. It rolled. Oh. Uh, so anyway, he drove 35 hours to see his hard work pay off at the 47th World Championship Pumpkin Way Off in Half Moon Bay. It's held here? Yeah, south of San Francisco. This is where awesome. His, I want to go. Get this. His winner came in at 2,350 pounds, which is 1,066 kilograms. This thing is a monster. What? <laughs> it's a... That's a ton, right? 2,000 pounds. I believe that's... I don't remember. I think that's a ton. Yeah. What? 2,300 2, pounds. He I says, guess. it was nerve-wracking because with every bump on the road, I kept thinking, gonna is split. it going to make it? <laughs> and then finally it got weighed. It was the last one. And oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. It's been incredible. He, Aw, his uh, victory was on October 12th. Oh. Uh, yeah, so he's a horticult- he's a landscape and horticulture teacher at Anoka Technical College and has been growing pumpkins since he was a teenager, inspired by his father, who also grew them. But it was his first time competing at Half Moon Bay, but he's not sure he'll be back next year. He said, I might need a year off from all the work and the nerves and everything. <laughs> Dude, that is crazy. I want to- wow. Are on- are- is his gourd on display? <laughs> I don't know. Let me see. <laughs> Says the first time pumpkin champ won sixteen thousand four hundred and fifty dollars or seven dollars per pound Whoa. for the lumpy for the lumpy orange pumpkin. It was the second heaviest pumpkin ever weighed at the forty year old California event, but it was still far from a U.S. record. That record was actually set in twenty eighteen when a grower in New Hampshire produced a pumpkin weighing more than twenty five hundred pounds. I don't Damn. understand. I'm going to send you um, a picture I wanna, of I want to go look at the gourd. I don't, I don't know. They should call it El Gordo. Aww. <laughs> I wonder, I don't know if he's, like, eaten it or opened it or left it alone to rot. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I I'm not think... sending you the article. I'll just send you the picture because the article includes a ton of ads oh, okay, <laughs> that cool. you, don't, you don't want. <laughs> wow. I didn't know a pumpkin could, get, like, get that big. I didn't either. That's insane. I think insane. it's really neat. You can make it's fun. so much pumpkin pie. I know. I love pumpkin pie. It's so I, good. I, people, I, people, I've been discovering that people really don't like Bobby hates it. What? Yeah. I don't understand <laughs> how so that is possible. It's to me. It's real good. <laughs> it's yummy. It is the yummiest. I don't get it. Yeah. Like, why? They don't know what they're, they don't know. They don't know. Just don't They don't know. So... My news is completely different. <laughs> oh, okay. And it's really creepy and sad. Yay! Okay. Great. <laughs> Uplifting My favorite kind. Um, have you heard of Carly Lane? I think you say Goose or Goose. I'm not sure, but her name's Carly no. Lane. Um, no. she two years ago. Um, so the article starts, <laughs> Richard Eddy remembers it was a chilly, uh, October 13th, um, day, I guess. Uh, the fact stuck with him because it made even, like, really strange, more unusual that he saw this young girl in a t-shirt walking past his Mono County home in, like, super early morning hours. Oh, no. Um, she was okay. alone, like, 
just had gray pants on. Like, it just was really out of place. And he noticed okay. that, and he thought, okay, this is really weird. Um, mm-hmm. He was interviewed by FBI and said she was waving a piece of paper, like a 12 by 12 piece of paper, just waving it in the air and walked by. Not necessarily at him. That's just what she was doing. Um, just kind of like... Like a printer. Okay. Like a sign? I don't know. I think she just had a piece of paper and was waving it. Oh, it was just weird okay. all around. Um, he said a short time right. later, 8 a.m., so like super early, he saw this mm-hmm. girl... A woman knocked on his door and asked, have you seen my daughter? He said he probably had, because he was remembering this girl, that girl volunteered to get on his motorcycle and drive into a nearby canyon, which is like kind of where she was headed, and to see if she was still there. He looked, but she wasn't there. Um, He returned to the woman with the disappointing news. I told her I didn't see anything, and she said, thank you. And that's the last he heard of this whole thing. People think he was the last person to see her, um, to see Carly. In the two years Mm -hmm. since her disappearance, her story has gotten really, really strange and no closer to being solved. So this is so crazy. So Carly is 16. She's living with her father, Zachary, stepmom, Melissa, and two younger siblings. Um, She lives in a town near Bishop, California. She was happy, oh, okay. well-liked at school, no real history of any kind of conflict or anything. Um, on October 12th, that night, she attended a party with her boyfriend. At some point, she uh-huh. smoked weed, which she has, like, been known to have not good reactions with. Um, oh, she realized soon that something wasn't right, and she got really weird and expressed feelings of like lots of fear and called her stepmom and was like please 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 take me home so she did everything right she's like this isn't good come get me oh man this makes me sad she hadn't smoked in a while that was what her boyfriend said um and it could have triggered something she arrived around melissa is she the stepmom arrived around Mm -hmm. 9 p.m to get carly she found carly running down a street away from the party she was super pale, like a ghost. Her pupils super dilated. Once Carly was Aww. home, she was still very erratic and had crazy paranoid, like, scary behavior. Um, she called a plate of salad uh, devil's lettuce and um, was going <sighs> back and forth between, like, expressing affection and worrying and saying, like, I need to read the Bible, like, right now. What? And then at this point, Melissa and her dad, Zachary, say they began recording Carly with the intention of showing her later, like, this is how you act if you smoke marijuana. Like, please don't do it don't again. Don't do it. Like, this yeah. is how bad it can get. Um, the audio has never been released to the public. There's some disagreement about what exactly it captured. Some secondhand accounts say mm. Carly asked her parents to please call 911 multiple times. Um, Melissa always maintained Carly asks her to call 911 if something bad were to happen to her, um, but not, like, urgently. So, people are a little weird about this stepmom. Uh, okay. Like, if her, her actions were actually... If she's fully telling the truth. Or... Some people don't Got trust it. her. Um, so, and this is where, why? So, when the stepmom is retelling it, there's a, like, key thing that changes in her stories... Her initial statement, her stepmom, Melissa, said Carly checked in at 5.45 a.m., or she checked in on Carly at 5.45 a.m., found her asleep in bed. She went to wake her at 7.15. Carly was gone. Mm -hmm. Another later telling, one that Melissa is 
maintaining is like the real version, not just not the initial intake one. That was like I messed up. I this is what really happened. Um, she said okay. she stayed in Carly's room the entire night to watch over her. So that's the difference. Uh, when, that's a very like okay. It that's... isn't it's not. It's hard. Like did she did she say in the initial intake like you know I didn't sleep in there but I might as well have called it that because I was in and out so much or like you know I don't know. It's weird. I'm not uh, sure. Okay. When Alyssa woke at seven a.m., Carly wasn't in the room with her. So that's like one of the main discrepancies. So the dad and stepmom began to search the neighborhood, knocking on doors, which is corroborated by Eddie's account of seeing her walking down the road. By 9 a.m., they had looked everywhere in the surrounding area to no avail, and they heard, uh, searched all along Highway 6 in the White Mountain Estates Road area and into the mm-hmm. canyons. And what's really scary is these canyons are, like, just no green, rolling hills, like tumbleweeds. And that's where she would have headed. Yeah, I've been to I've been through Bishop. It's on the way to Mammoth. It's just um, so, so sad. So it's, it's wide open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very easy to spot people. That's what's kind of weird too. So they said I'm down to two things. Uh, her father did in a recent interview um, with the FBI. I'm down to either she crossed the desert desert so far no one could find her, or she was abducted. Like got in the wrong car with the wrong person. Oh man, isn't that crazy? I never heard of this. The scary part is, is that Bishop is so like it's it's a small town. Mm-hmm. That could be your neighbor. Yeah, they. Uh, it's just scary. This week, the FBI launched a new campaign to revive interest in this case. It's when did it happen? Two years ago. What year? Oh damn! That's um, recent. They looked at her phone, which she left behind that morning at the house. Her social media, everything. Um. It's just they can't find any clues. They said they've never experienced another case like this. What was her name again? Carly uh, G-U-S-E. She's so cute. It's really sad. Gosh. Yeah. It's very... I'd never heard of this one. Um, Her parents had been on, like, Dateline, Nancy Grace, like, Dr. Phil, it sounds like. Um... A lot of people on YouTube and, like, armchair detectives are saying, like, it's Melissa. It's the stepmom. Um, and they've been harassing them to the point that the sheriff has had to ask people publicly stop harassing them. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, if anybody knows anything, her name is spelled K-A-R-L-I-E. Last name G-U-S-E with a little... Little duber. Accent. Yeah. Um, I bet it was laced. I could see that. Oh, for it's sure. Just so I don't get why she didn't get up and leave. Uh, that's so sad. Yeah, I, dude, that sucks. I can't believe I, I hadn't heard of that one. No, I'm surprised. I that seems a little weird. Speaking of weird unsolved mysteries, too, today the second half of them come out on Netflix. Unsolved mysteries. Of unsolved mysteries. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. The back half. Oh my goodness, is out today. The back. <laughs> well then. I've got some watching to do. Side hard. Very um, sad. Shall we get started? Let's do it. Do it. Let's do it. I'm excited yeah. for this one. I like this myth question mark. Mm, based in fact. You be the judge. Did this get suggested by somebody? Me. Oh, <laughs> good. Excellent. <laughs> I will let you start then. Um, so I choosers of subject. It would be fun to talk about the headless horseman. 
Mostly because we love Johnny Depp mm. and Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow is such a good movie. Mm-hmm. So pretty. Love it. Christina Ricci's dress in the end scene is the best dress Primo. I've ever seen. It's so good. Uh-huh. Um, but, I mean, Headless Horseman but we digress. is super <laughs> fun and spooky and Halloween. And I thought it would be a good one to talk about. And there's a lot more to the legend than I realized um, yeah, I had no idea. I was like, this is written by some dude, right? That's, that's all it, it that's is. All? Case closed. <laughs> or is it? Or is it? Bum, bum, bum. One could never know for sure. <laughs> just need to hop in our time machine. Mm, yes, let's go fire that bad boy up. <laughs> I'm sure it runs great still. Well, why don't you prep me first before we hop in our time machine? <laughs> Tell me what to expect. Well, we're gonna go <laughs> back to when Tim Burton filmed the movie, and we'll be great. Creep on Johnny Depp. Got it. <laughs> I really did enjoy every year, though. I haven't looked for it yet this year. I love the cartoon. The cartoon is so much fun. That would play on Disney Channel. I, I think it's probably on Disney Plus. Oh, probably. Yeah, it's so much fun. I love that cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so cool looking. It's so weird. Everything about like, it is perfect. I can't believe it's for kids. <laughs> right? I just love it. It's so good. <sighs> it makes me happy. I'm going to watch it later, I think. <laughs> okay. Now let's tell people about the history. History. So um, the 1820s classic tale about your boy Ichabod Crane was... <laughs> <laughs> Penned under ideal circumstances, local tales and superstitions thrive best in kind of not-so-great-of times and long, subtle retreats, wrote Washington Irving of his story about Ichabod Crane. He is mm-hmm. a not-typically-dreaming guy, a smart <laughs> Oxford school teacher, um, and he's who has a face-to-face rendezvous with the Headless Horseman. So... Mm-hmm. The the uh, underdog from the cartoon, we shall say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, in case you didn't know, Irving's the guy who wrote <laughs> this tale. Okay. I'm still stuck on you saying you're not typically dreamy guy because I'm looking at this picture from him. I'm like, he looks like he would spin a good yarn. <laughs> let's just let's leave it at that. <laughs> um... So Irving sheltered, um, <laughs> I can't, <laughs> he could be dreaming, um, no. so his retreat was in a small <laughs> village on the banks of the Hudson River in Westchester mm. County, New York, and he, and there mm-hmm. thrived, uh, the legend of a Hessian trooper whose head was taken off by a cannonball zoinks during the revolutionary war <laughs> not, not no. coming back from that beheaded and buried uh headless in sleepy hollows churchyard he was believed to hunt the premises at night desperately searching mm. for his missing head makes sense and it's like mm-hmm. a local favorite superstition obviously um but yeah. this legend has a lot to it that is real so I just, I think that's so cool when, like, this cartoon that we've been watching forever has, like, real, like, roots to it. I think that's really cool. So, but this wasn't the first recorded story 
in the world of a headless horseman. Oh my goodness. Correct. There are a number of these tales in ghost lore. The Brothers Grimm, who we love, published two such German folk tales from two separate towns. One of them I will never be able to pronounce. Um, it was Try it. literally... Nope. They're doing you, it. Okay, I'll take the first word. Hans? No. No. <laughs> You're up. Yeah, no. I already can't read. Uh, if I had to, if Headless Horseman is making me, I would say Yagden Tufel. That's perfect. I'm sure it's 100% real accurate. Mm -hmm. um, it's set near Dresden in Eastern Germany. A woman gathering acorns. Why? Delicious. No one knows. Why not? Acorns are great. <laughs> How can you make that taste good? I don't know. You roast them and maybe and, mush them. And and maybe you make like acorn butter. Put on toast. That just sounds like depression butter. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was gathering depressing acorns in a place called oh. Lost Waters. She hears a hunting mm. horn and mm. turns around to see the headless hunting devil standing over her. In, My goodness. And he threw her lovingly to the ground and they made <laughs> sweet love. Ravished her body. <laughs> <laughs> I can write this book. In Brunswick, oh my goodness, why I don't know, a wild huntsman warns hunters not to hunt. I'm down. Hmm. If they do decide to go against his will and get to see him in the woods, it's already too late. You don't want to. You don't want to lock eyes with the pumpkin head man. So maybe that's why she was picking acorns because she's like, well, I can't hunt, so mm -hmm. I better just pick acorns. True. Um, and a few centuries <laughs> back in time, a writer who preferred to stay anonymous wrote a poem mm. about a gigantic mm. green, oh my goodness, Ooh. knight who came to Camelot oh. to test the knights, <laughs> the king's knight's loyalty and honor. He dared mm. the men to chop off his head. Oh my goodness. What? On condition. I'm like, why? This a Come on. Why you would you ask say? somebody to do that? Okay. Do it yourself, you're so badass. Uh, <laughs> says the person, me, way back in the crowd. <laughs> Eating my acorns. <laughs> Do it yourself. <laughs> Who said that? I don't know. I'm, I'm eating acorns. That other guy. <laughs> Couldn't possibly. Couldn't possibly have said it. My mouth is full of acorns, I don't know. I can't, I can't say it. <laughs> Go ask Walnut guy. <laughs> He definitely said it. Um, so he dared... <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> ...men to chop off his head. Oh, my goodness. On so condition weird. that the knight brave enough to swing the axe will agree to meet him again in a year and a day and willingly bend his head in front of him to receive an axe blow in return. What a dumb trade-off. If you can chop my head off, then in a year, you're... you. I'm chopping yours off. My my ghost body is gonna do the same yeah. thing to you. Like, so no. Shall we shake <laughs> on it? No. <laughs> Guys, like, sure, I guess. Yeah. Bye. Fingers crossed. Chop. <laughs> Me in the back. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Me in the other corner, going, do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprisingly. King Arthur was the first to volunteer and take on wow. the strange man's strange challenge. But his strange. so strange. 
But his nephew, the youngest knight at the round table, proposed to do the deed, oh my goodness, instead what? of the king. And with mm. one swift, oh my goodness, swing, <laughs> he chopped this giant's head off. Oh. Weird. Sir Gawain? Gawain? I don't know. You Gawain. question marks? I don't speak uh, Sir King Arthur language. <laughs> Call him Gawain. <laughs> Gawain expected this uninvited guest, now headless, to fall dead to the ground, of course. Surprisingly, he just picked his bleeding head up from the ground Ew. and reminded the king about the pledge before riding off on his green horse, that's cool, with his head oh. fixed on the pommel of his saddle. Guy's super weird. Oh. Um, yeah. Sir, what did we decide on? Gawain. Gawain. And the uh-huh. Green Knight is one of the best known and the most discussed Arthurian stories. Oh. It is all... What? It is above all a story of morality, dignity, and honor. I don't see that. To me, it's a story uh, about really people strange. making strange deals and riding off... The strange man. Yeah. Acorns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is far from the only one from medieval Europe to mention a headless horseman. In fact, there's Mm. like a billion tales about headless guys riding around on horses and legends from the time that mention a headless apparition. Uh, Most of these tales come from Scotland and Ireland. Ah. I'll let you take it. (laughs) I'm handing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, if local tales and superstitions thrive best in sheltered, long-settled retreats, as Irving put it, these two countries were almost entirely made out of such retreats in the past, and their folklore is one filled with cautionary tales about evil spirits and vindictive fairies. Cute. One of them is the legend of the Dulahan, or... Oh, man. <laughs> you did this on purpose. <laughs> Gansian? Ooh, I like it. Is that how you would Why say? Not? Okay. The headless harbinger of death, and he is considered to be the first ever headless horseman found in history books. No one really knows where or by whom the Dulahan is first mentioned, but his existence is bound to an ancient Celtic god, Krom Kruak, the dark god of the burial mound. Mm-hmm. So the Dulahan is one of the most spectacular creatures in the Irish fairy realm, and one which is particularly active in the more remote parts of counties Sligo and Down. My okay. the children I never had would have been named that. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sligo and Down. <laughs> Around midnight on certain Irish festivals or feast days, this wild and black-robed horseman may be observed riding a dark and snorting steed mm-hmm. across the countryside. W.J. Fitzpatrick, a storyteller from the Mourn Mountains in County Down, recounts... Eyewitness count, y'all. Okay, Erica, you gotta read the eyewitness Uh-oh. account. Uh-oh. I seen the, the Dullahan myself <laughs> stopping to be on the brow of the hill between Brian's Ward and Money Scalp late one evening. Just as the sun was setting, <laughs> it was completely headless, but it held up its own head in its hand, and I heard it call out a name. I put... My hand across my ears <laughs> in case the name was my own. Nah. So I couldn't hear what it said. 
when I looked again, it was gone. <laughs> but shortly afterwards, there was a bad car accident on that very hill, and a young man was killed. It had been his name that the Dulan was calling. <laughs> Thank you. W.J. Fitzpatrick. You are most county down. <laughs> Excuse me. Could you please point me in the direction of your finest acorns? <laughs> I've been looking for many a moon. <laughs> Your face is so red. Are you straining? No. <laughs> I'm rubbing my face because it's just insane. <laughs> Thank you for that Welcome. storytelling. <laughs> So Dulahans are headless. <laughs> Although the Dulahan has no head upon its shoulders, he carries it with him either on the saddle brow of his horse or upraised in his right hand. The head is the color and texture of stale dough or moldy cheese. Yum. <laughs> and quite smooth. But still smooth. <laughs> Keep those wrinkles out. Mm -hmm. A hideous, idiotic grin splits the face from ear to ear, and the eyes, which are small and black, dart about like malignant flies. Ew. The entire head glows with the phosphorescence of decaying matter, and the creature may use it as a lantern to guide its way along the darkened laneways of the Irish countryside. Wherever the Dullahan stops, a mortal dies. So scary. It's this storyteller just told us. Kind of like Grim Reaper. Uh-huh. So the Dulahan is possessed of supernatural sight. By holding its severed head aloft, he can see for vast distances across the countryside, even on the darkest night. Using this power, he can spy the house of a dying person no matter where it lies. Those who watch from their windows to see him pass are rewarded for their pains by having a basin of blood thrown in their faces or by being struck blind in one eye. Wow, so instead oh. of being killed, that's what they get. So keep your blinds shut, yeah. everybody. Don't look out. Don't look at that guy. Uh, the Dulahan is usually mounted <laughs> no, no. on a black steed, which thunders through oh my the night. goodness. He uses a human spine yep. as a whip? So uh, metal. <laughs> oh my god. The horse sends out sparks and flames from its nostrils as it charges forth. In some parts of the country, such as County Tyrone, the Dullahan drives a black coach known as the Coachabower from the Irish... What the hell? The Irish Coist Bodhar, meaning deaf or silent coach. Cool. So, this is drawn by sneaky. six black horses and travels so fast that the friction created by its movement often sets on fire the bushes alongside of the road. Cool. All gates fly open to let the rider and coach through, no matter how firmly they are locked, so no one is truly safe from the attentions of this fairy. This fairy has limited power of speech. Its disembodied head is permitted to speak just once on each journey it undertakes, Whoa. and then has only the ability to call the name of the person whose death it heralds. A Dullahan will stop its snorting horse before the door of a house and shout the name of the person about to die, drawing forth the soul at the call. He may also stop at the very spot where a person will die. On nights of Irish feast day, 
Feast fished. <laughs> fished. <laughs> it is advisable to stay at home with the curtains drawn, particularly around the end of August or early September when the festival of Crom. How do you say that? Crom Dub. Okay. Crom Dub. <laughs> Reputedly took place. If you have to be abroad at this time, be sure to keep some gold objects close to hand. Wow. Yeah. It'd be very interesting to go visit there, like, <laughs> during this time and see, like, how much this like legend permeates today pass i don't want to be the one he calls i mean he's gonna be inside at night draw them curtains yeah but if we were over there we'd be out there drinking all the time i mean yeah just don't look anyone in the eyes you know (laughs) (laughs) so the origins of dulahan are not known for certain but he is thought to be the embodiment of an ancient celtic god krom dub or black krom krom dub was worshipped by the prehistoric king my god tigermas sure who ruled in ireland about 1500 years ago when uh and who legitimized human human sacrifice to heathen idols being a fertility god crom demanded human lives each year the most favored method of sacrifice being decapitation Boop, so yeah this this uh crom uh <laughs> his name translated is bloody head chief so that's Gross. why peeps think, like, if there's an origin, it's got to be this guy. Mm, okay. So the worship of Crom continued in Ireland until the 6th century when Christian missionaries arrived from Scotland. They denounced all such worship, and under their influence, the old sacrificial religions of Ireland began to lose favor. Nonetheless, Crom Dube was not to be denied his annual quota of souls and took on a physical form, which became known as the Dulahan. Or Far Darocha, meaning Dark Man, the tangible embodiment of death. So, unlike the Banshee, the Dulhan does not pursue specific families, and its call is a summoning of a soul of a dying person rather than a death warning. So, that's kind of good. So, I guess we can't go there and just make sure, like you said. We just don't, don't want to look, look him in the, in the eyes, because eye. then he's like, why are you looking at me? Now I gotta throw blood on you. <laughs> or blind you. We could dress up as the Dulhan and then throw blood on people. <laughs> I feel like that would get us sent home. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So there's no real defense against the Dulahan because he's death's herald. However, an artifact made of gold may frighten him away for Dulahans appear to have an irrational fear of this precious metal. Even a small amount of gold may suffice to drive him off. As the following account from County Galway relates... <clears throat> Please, regale us. A man was on his no. way home one night between Roundstone oh my and Ballycanely. <laughs> it was just getting dark, and all of a sudden, he heard the sound of horses' hoofs pounding along the road behind him. Looking around, he saw the doodle on his charger. Hurtling towards him at a fair speed. With a loud shout, he made to run, but the thing came on after him, gaining on him all the time. In truth, it would have overtaken him and carried him away had he not dropped a gold-headed pin from the folds. Oh my goodness. Of his shirt on the road behind him. <laughs> there was a roar in the air 
there above him, and when he looked again, the Doolan was gone. <laughs> Thank you for that. You are welcome. <laughs> so that's about the Doolan. I like these people. They're good people. They're like really good people. <laughs> okay. So, in Irish folklore, this creature, ya boy, the Dullahan, is a fairy, which is really weird. I never knew that. <laughs> and that's like... I would have not have equated Kind of a that. big deal. I mean, I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that he's a fairy. Also, you discovered that part about the metrical dinginess. Oh, that holiday? <laughs> the holiday that they celebrate in uh <laughs> that movie that I can't think of the name right now. The what Midsummer? Yeah. <laughs> That's their holiday, right? Yeah, sure. That's where, <laughs> where they get it from. <laughs> yes. Uh it says it tells this it's a collection of ancient texts that tells us that people from Ireland praised the god upon their king's request. So this is uh Crom Crux the god Crom. Um, so the king's requests uh, to give up their firstborn in return for a rich harvest next year. So the children's heads were smashed upon a worshipping stone representing Crom Cruach and their blood was spattered around. How? How do you do that? What is the point of uh, the crop? I don't need a crop. I'll just eat acorns. <laughs> We've already resolved the food like, issue. Eat acorns. Acorns and booze. You're fine. You don't need to be splattering people's kids' heads. This is insane. Fuck Crom. <laughs> Leaving. He's stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what? Mm. I don't know about him. Um, but yeah, he's basically, like we were saying, he's the equivalent of the Grim Reaper or Death Personified. Um, mm. like, we, um have our Grim Reaper with his cloak and whatnot. He's got a head. This guy doesn't. His weapon is a human spine and a pumpkin head. I like that. I think that's a little more friendly. <laughs> a, a human spine is friendly? More friendly. Um, <laughs> and sometimes it's either one horse or he's got a carriage, like we said. Sometimes his carriage has mm-hmm. coffins um, and tombstones pulled by six fire-breathing headless horses. So sometimes he's feeling fancy, sometimes he's not. I think that's just kind of what kind of day he's having if he's running late. Yeah. Just what he wants I to mean, take out. I mean, one of them is his utility vehicle. The other one is his, you know, chill and relax. Right. Let the horses do their thing. The thing that sucks is the variation that scares me is sometimes if you hear him speak your name, then you're screwed. Or it's like mm. we were saying, he's just going to speak it and you're screwed no matter what. So uh-huh. in one legend, you have a chance and another one you don't. Mm-hmm. If that was the case, then I'd just be like, Fleetwood Mac music, very, very turned up all the way, volume 10, <laughs> every night in late August and September. <laughs> yep. And I'm good. Take that, Dulahan. Stevie will protect she us. She will protect me, completely. She is the most powerful of all the witches. The most powerful. She's way more powerful than a fairy Stupid fairy. Yeah, you don't know what you're doing. Stupid spine whip. 
which is actually really cool. <laughs> I know. I really it's like so it. <laughs> it's really fun. Um, I love this story. I think it's really cool. I believe it. I think he's real. Why not? I very much fear him. I don't want to come across him. It makes me very nervous. Dreamy? But we don't know what he... No, they described his face as looking like dough and moldy cheese. But... That could be good sometimes, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely don't think he's dreamy in the Sleepy Hollow movie. Sorry, Christopher Walken. Oh, God, Christopher Walken. (laughs) With his pointed teeth. Those teeth are way crazy. It's like an anglerfish. I don't know what's going on there. (laughs) That's a lot. (laughs) I love it, though, because at the end... Not spoilers, because that movie's, like, 20 years old. Like, when he bites her, I was like, ha ha, you suck. I'm glad he has those stupid sharp teeth. Those are, those are a choice. Man, I love that he's movie. He's like a human shark. <laughs> yeah, like, he's intense. I really think all he needs is that angler fishlight bulb above his head, and he is ready for Halloween. I mean, when he was holding a head, it was kind of like he was an angler fish. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. I like him a lot. Man, I need to watch that. So I tried to look for other um, headless people that are famous. And, like, the biggest one I could find is, shocker, Anne Boleyn. But Mm. um, what's interesting about her is... I only heard tales of her ghost haunting the Tower of London and it just being, like, her. But there's a lot of sightings of her without her head walking around. Which is super creepy. I don't know. So this little article says it, not surprisingly. Tell me. She is one of the many ghosts that roam the Tower of London. And Mm -hmm. her favorite uh, place to walk is the Tower Green. Um... But I can't, can you, I'm just thinking about this. Can you imagine you go there and you're on tour and like looking around, I feel like I'd be like, ooh, I hope I see her ghost. And then I don't know that there's a version of her ghost without the head. I'd be like, that's the one I would see. And I don't know if I would be happy or not happy about that. I would be kind of bummed. I think I'd want to see her with with head. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um... (laughs) So one of the most famous sightings of Anne occurs at Blickling Hall, which is said to be haunted by her year-round. But something interesting happens on May 19th. This is when she was executed in 1536. She was quite young on her death. Some people think she... People argue, but supposedly it's between 25 and 35. And left behind the future Queen Elizabeth without... A protective figure. So sad. That story is so upsetting. Needless to say, May 19th is an important day at Blickling Hall. On this day, it is said a ghostly carriage, kind of weird, pulled by yeah. headless horses, weird, mm. and driven by a headless coachman, weird, what? arrive at the hall, followed by mm. a headless Anne who is said to roam the grounds she once called home with her head. But now she does not have one. And she mourns her death. Interestingly oh. enough, her headless ghost never enters the home. Weird. Really weird. Some rumors from the above add more detail to the already ghastly parade. Instead of merely headless, 
Anne's ghost reportedly holds her own severed head in her lap. The head oh. is even more ghastly against the ethereal white of her uh, ghostly gown she wears. Her lone figure is oh. also often seen standing at the window in the dean's uh, office at Windsor Castle. Very weird. Oh. So, with head she is like walking around indoors without it mm-hmm. she only stays outside on that day do you think her ghost is split <clears throat> i don't know it's very strange or like when it is the day of like her like death anniversary because mm-hmm. she doesn't have her head there it's like she's stuck i don't know it's very strange was she buried with her head or were they separated i think with but i'm not sure okay Sorry, I was yawning, everybody. That was rude. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's hmm. so creepy, though. But it, I think it's very interesting like that the, she gets, like, the whole regalia. Like, she has, like, yeah. the, the... She's got the headless horseman carriage yeah, thing going on. She's got on. him, like, ushering her in. I don't know why she doesn't get to ride in the carriage, but whatever. She just likes to have a flashy entrance. Yeah, maybe she's like, I don't need that shit. I wonder if they're, like, an item. Maybe they're dating. Ooh, afterlife dating. I like this. Oh, she's not lonely. I like that. That's cool. And he's like, you know, you know, babes. I'll make today special. I can drive you around. She's like, I don't need you to drive me around. I'll walk in. Let me just walk. Thanks. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see it. I want to go. I'll wait. Okay. That's the story and legend and. All the tiddly bits of Ooh. the Headless Horseman. I like that. That was cool. I like him. Good suggestion. He's a good Erica. guy. And uh, I like him. He's welcome aboard my ghost dream boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Do we have to make a ghost dream boat? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, no. If so, kind of late he's on board. This, but I like I him. He can drive it. I mean, how would we even stop ghosts from getting on the green dream boat? Because it's our boat. Okay. They have no power here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch Sleepy Hollow now. And the cartoon. Yeah. I think it was on something. Something streaming recently. Oh, cool. I definitely watched it recently. I love when he grabs all of his, uh, like... Uh, his like glasses and like his little, all his little contraptions, his headgear. Mm-hmm. I love that scene. I think it's super Cause cute. Because he's taking, because he's doing an autopsy and it really upsets all of the churchgoers. <laughs> I just love men. it. I like how weird he looks with like his eyes magnified. <laughs> it looks fun. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be that costume. That'd be fun. I like that. That's pre um, Jack Sparrow. Mm. Oh yeah, Johnny Depp. So he doesn't act like a drunken sailor in everything. Yeah. He does act. He does have some weird he things in it. Nuances. He has unique mannerisms. Yeah. But it's not the same thing. Well, supposedly Disney told him to act less drunk and that made him irritated. So he like turned it all the way up. So he went more drunk. Nope. Okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. I was like, I like that. Disney needs to chill out. Their whole ride was based around drunk pirates seriously so why would they be like don't be so drunk oh okay <laughs> you're right okay my pirate should be a little more straight laced i get i get it <laughs> i get it straight edge <laughs> jack sparrow super not drunk ever no 
No, not him. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No. Well, guys, we still have a couple of a couple of days left to join us. We are having our Zoom Halloween party on the twenty fourth, and if you join our Patreon by the thirty first, so Halloween. You will be included in our Halloween gifty giveaway. Yay! And Erica, I think, has been sharing pictures of the, some of the goodies, or the goodies. Plus, if you join our Patreon for as little as $2 a month, you will have access to over 60 extra episodes, a bunch of videos. We're writing a Choose Your Own Adventure erotic horror novel, and you guys get to choose what direction we take oh, the story. <laughs> <laughs> It has become a very interesting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so on the 24th is our Zoom party. If you guys want to join our Patreon, please do so before then, just because you'll get to have a little mini Halloween party. We're all wearing costumes collectively in our own homes. Yep. Like winners. Like big old winners. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited. Our costumes are super cool. Oh yeah, we're not telling anybody no. who our costume is. It's very secret, are. very safe. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. It'll be fun. Yeah. So, yeah, guys. Oh, and if you decide to leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever, uh, let us know because um, the names don't always coincide with who you are on social media or whatever. So we'd like to send you a sticker as a thank you. So Do it. That's please all I got and thank to say. You. Yes, please. Yay! Um, do you have anything else? Mm, no. Not that. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> okay join us next week guys mystery episode i have no idea what we're talking Wee! about do you yes nope we don't know okay oh you do i know just a just a wee bit oh good he's <laughs> back <laughs> i'm back again got acorn flashbacks right now <laughs> i couldn't find the acorns <laughs> where are they so you went hunting i'm didn't so you? hungry no, I did the opposite of hunting. <laughs> I scavenged. All right, guys, join us next week. This is the Night Guys Podcast. I'm Liana. I'm Erica. Okay, bye. 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 Oh, no. <laughs>